This is Cam from the Nerdbook Review, and today Chris and I will be bringing you Firewalk by Chris Roberson. Firewalk is a paranormal thriller type of a novel, and uh, we'll get right to it here shortly. Let's give you the usual spiel before we do that, though. You can reach us on Facebook by looking up Nerdbook Review. You can send us an email, nerdbookreview at gmail.com. You can reach us on Twitter with the handle nerdbookreview. Basically, nerdbookreview, and you will find us. Uh, If you enjoy the program, I would love it if you could be so kind as to leave a review on iTunes or whatever platform you happen to listen to this podcast. Obviously, the uh, reviews and ratings help enormously. The only little bit of housekeeping we should need to do is to let you know that next week we should be bringing you Ancillary Justice by Annie Leckie. Uh, It was a massive award winner of a first novel for her uh, in 2013. I believe the third one just came out recently. So it is a completed series. Uh, I will be doing that one with Barry. So, without any further talking, let's go ahead and get right to the episode. Thank you very much. Hi, I'm Cam. And I'm Chris. And this is the Nerdbook Review. Today, we are going to be talking about Firewalk by Chris Roberson. Firewalk is the first book in the El Recondito series. Um, the second book was actually released the beginning of this year. Um, Firewalk was released in, was it in 2017 or 2016 now that I have to... Oh, I'm not sure. Let me... looks like 16. Yeah, so Firewalk, the one we're talking about today, was released in 2016. Firewalker, the sequel to it, which we actually do have. Um, I haven't read it. I don't know if you've had a chance yeah, to read it. Yeah, I haven't yet. Yep. Um, that one was uh, published at the beginning of this year, and uh, Skyhorse Publishing is who released that. They're the same guys that did the Master Assassins, which uh, we recorded. Oh, really? Yeah, and that's how I actually got hooked up with this book in the first place. Was is after I got done reading that, they said, "Hey, would you be interested in reading like a more like a, a paranormal, um, mm-hmm. you know, paranormal, kind of urban urban fantasy, fantasy type of yeah. a book?" And I said, "It's not my thing, but I'll certainly give it a shot." So they sent me a copy of both Firewalk and Firewalker. Mm-hmm. And so that's how we uh, got our hands on this book, um, on both of them. And so uh, um, thank you to Skyhorse Publishing for sending us the, uh, the book. Yeah. And um, so uh, Firewalk by Chris Roberson, uh, like I said, it's going to be an urban uh, paranormal fantasy. We'll get into talk uh, an actual uh, the book cover in a minute. But Chris Roberson, the author, uh, he's based out of Portland, Oregon. The... Um, series is going to take place on the West Coast as well, and I think he takes a little bit of um, like the the feel of the the city, even though it's in California from Portland, uh, yeah. from what I've read. And yep. um, he's done a lot of stuff over the years. He started off as a like writing actually as part, like in a collective in Portland. Uh, when that collapsed, he started his own publishing company actually, uh, Bear or Monkey Bones. And uh, that's been going since like 2003. So he still actually does wow. publish like genre fiction um, through that. There's a, a few, um, he's got quite a few authors. Um, I didn't know the names personally of any of them, um, but they do, uh, they do like more like urban paranormal fantasy and other uh, fiction. Uh, this, uh, and then he, but he doesn't, you know, publish his own books at, at, through that. 
Um, he's far more uh, known as the writer of the comic series I Zombie, which uh, started, um, I think he started that in like 2005 or something like that. And he actually quit writing the comic series in about 2013. But uh, I hadn't really wasn't didn't know anything about that. But I watched the TV series that was based on that comic Did series, you? the I Zombie, and Katie and I really both enjoyed it. Right um, and so uh, that's kind of where like he's much more famous for. And he has done a lot of writing for comics, and uh, yeah. with a with an artist who does the actual like you know panels. Cool. So, anyways, Chris, would you be so kind as to read the? Uh, in this case, we have the a physical copy of the book, so the. Uh, Dust jacket cover. Yeah. Welcome to Recondito. Recondito, California, is a coastal city shrouded in mystery and legend. Five years ago, a sword-wielding serial killer left a dozen mutilated bodies in his wake. Now, the two people who brought the murder spree to a bullet-riddled end, FBI agent Izzy Lefevre and local police detective... What? Lefevre? (laughs) Sorry. Favre? Favre? (laughs) Sorry about that interruption. <laughs> FBI agent Izzy Lefevre and local police detective Patrick T- Tivaki. Is that how you say that? Sounds good to me. All right, I'm going to try that whole thing again. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I totally, I totally took uh, you out of your uh, zone. Recondito, California, is a coastal city shrouded in mystery and legend. Five years ago, a sword-wielding serial killer left a dozen mutilated bodies in his wake. Now, the two people who brought the murder spree to a bullet-riddled end, FBI agent Izzy Lefevre and local police detective Patrick Tivake, must join forces again to investigate a dangerous new street drug with puzzling connections to the serial killer's victims. Still haunted by unresolved aspects of the original case, Izzy and Patrick discover the suspicions they've harbored for the past five years are justified. The real threat is far from over. Their new investigation will lead them deep into Recondito's dark underbelly, and their own diverse pasts may provide the key to unlocking the city's deadly secrets. Well done, Chris. Well done. Way to recover from me. So yeah, normally it doesn't take two takes. <laughs> but normally I don't uh, interrupt you in the middle with uh, ridiculous <laughs> making fun of my pronunciations and <laughs> <laughs> I I don't even know. But I like the the one where he's like Brett in in uh, there's something about Mary Brett Favre Favre yeah. Anyways, it made me think of that. So my take, <laughs> my quick take, a supernatural thriller that read like a supernatural Bones episode. Izzy, uh, <laughs> Izzy and Patrick are an FBI agent and a cop who try to solve a case they thought was closed um, and almost killed Izzy five years later. So mm-hmm. uh, there, his was, I mean, the, the book cover one is pretty uh, concise. The Goodreads, sometimes I swear they go on, they like, they have like six page long um, <laughs> ones that are setups, and you're just like, what is going on here? Mm-hmm. I think the one for Goodreads even adds actually like a, a message at the end from Skyhorse themselves. Like you can tell it was their press release one, you know, oh, that got really? put on there. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a little bit more that I didn't read, but that's yeah. kind of the from Chris Robertson, the award winning co creator. Yeah. And that sort of thing. But. Yep. So, Chris, what was your initial thoughts on the book? Um, my initial thoughts were this is a Halloween episode of Psych. Ooh, there you are. I don't. I haven't actually watched Psych, so it's it's entertaining. Is it? Yeah. yeah. And uh, from oh, go ahead. Oh, it's sort of a uh, 
uh, kind of a crime procedural. Yeah. Uh, it, it does read kind of like the script of a crime procedural. It really, really does to me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, almost, almost like this could be the pilot for the show, right? Uh, yeah. It, it sets up the characters. It sets up the... Uh, the city that it's all going to take place in it it creates the um, the supernatural aspect of it and then uh, and then just kind of sets you up for what will be a, a greater story a broader story yeah and I think that one thing uh, like w- with the way you described it is it really did sound to or read to me like a TV pilot yeah and um, uh, like the way Almost that a bum, bum, ba, dum, bum. <laughs> yeah, because it it has a lot of the like okay it sets up we don't know exactly what happened we're gonna track down we're gonna go interview a couple of people one or mm-hmm. two of those people aren't gonna be there but then later on as we learn more we realize they're more important and it revisits that and yep. it has a lot of the elements of like a law and order or a you know CSI and the, yeah. that kind of thing well and for me like Katie and I used to just like all the time we would watch Bones mm-hmm. and even though like I'm not gonna ever say Bones is the greatest show ever like I just enjoyed it <laughs> yeah. like so much and it was it like to me like that's what I kept going back to is, is and then you would have a little bit of like you because even in Bones like the two of them the, they always meet like after or like throughout the uh, episode at the whatever bar it is in DC that they mm-hmm. that they do and then like you get that little bit of their personal life like and you would yeah. have Izzy and Patrick they would go get food yeah. they would go out to the cl- constantly constantly yeah. yeah. And, uh, like that just for some reason really made me personally think of bones. Cause that's what I yeah. like, you know, and like, you're going to have like the, you're like, Oh, you're, you know, they're going to lead you at one point to make it think that someone, this other person is the, the bad guy. But then you're like, well, no, you know, it's going to be, but it's definitely one of the three or four people that you meet, you know, early <laughs> on, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. one of them's going to be the bad it. guy. <laughs> so, but, but you know what? I, it's like that really is like I think that if there's one if that's the way I can describe the book it is that that yeah it made me feel like it would convert perfectly into a TV yeah. series and I think that maybe that's something that that all of these like supernatural you know procedural type books mm-hmm. have to do like it's a formula that works for a reason and it yeah. read I mean it, it like I certainly enjoyed reading the book I'm not going to be like oh god I got to pick up every time one of these new ones comes out but yeah. I also like you know I don't care all that much for like a James Patterson thriller or any of those kind of either you know right. like we're way more I mean personally I am way more fantasy kind of guy and I think one of the reasons why I picked this up um, and you know, when they asked me if I wanted to was because I thought, well, maybe like this will kind of like delve more into like, maybe like adding into some of your stuff that you like to read on the side, you know, <laughs> the, the true crime. Yeah. Stuff that, that kind of stuff. And I was like, well, maybe that kind of stuff, you know, we'll, we'll play into it. Mm-hmm. And, um, so yeah, um, I guess we could talk about the book itself a little bit. Um, Izzy, as we've um, said, she's an FBI agent. And as the book starts, like this is where you kind of get into that whole like it would be a great pilot scene. She's um, kind of having a flashback, a little bit of remembering what happened five years ago as she's flying, landing on a plane. Yeah. And she's just kind of like, you know, sitting there like, you know, reminiscing. That's where you could have your like flashback scene to like to (laughs) to really give us the backstory, you know, that could that could play out over the first few episodes if it was a TV series. Yep. And then we get Patrick, um, and, and Izzy is um, African American, and uh, that's of, actually uh, Haitian descent, Haitian right? descent, which yeah. is important to the yep. the series. And Patrick is um, a recon- El Recondito uh, 
detective, police detective, mm-hmm. and he is of Polynesian descent, which is also important to the uh, series. Yep. And um, especially once we start getting into that supernatural part of it, um, mm-hmm. her, you know, Izzy's grandma was a voodoo priestess, mm-hmm. and um, Patrick's grandfather was a uh, uh, a shaman for the yeah, uh, like, the, like that, the, yeah, yeah the Polynesian um, religion, and so. Um, they're going to like be going through and trying to solve what they thought was a case that was solved five years ago when a scientist started going on this killing spree, um, killing all the people that were involved in a uh, research experiment in the tunnels below um, Recondito, uh, which is a... Uh, we're going to kind of find out like there's a lot of uh, supernatural type stuff involved, specifically because of where... Um, El Recondito is is yeah. placed. I uh, kind of think of like this. I can't remember what town it was, but in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, like the reason why in the TV series that like it was like a nexus point, you know, mm-hmm. yep. or like with the uh, the CT Phipps super villainy, um, yeah, um, series. Yeah. The, the town is yeah, getting powers because of like something that was like you know supernatural within like where they're specifically located. Mm-hmm. So that's gonna you know play a role as well. Uh, Chris, what are your some of your other thoughts on the the book? Um, well, uh, if we want to go back to that, like that setting the initial scene of uh, introducing us to the serial killer and and kind of the trauma that uh, that Izzy has experienced as a result, the the opening scene I thought was fantastic, mm-hmm. uh, setting up that guy and uh, I mean it's a uh, the the scene setting of it, 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 the tableau that's created is really cool because it's like it's in a lighthouse. It's he's got speed metal blaring on the speakers <laughs> and and he's dismembering bodies like it's really hardcore. Oh, yeah, it really is. <laughs> but it's also uh, it, it's vivid. It's w- well written. Yeah. And uh, um, that lighthouse is going to play a role, you know, later on in the book mm-hmm. as well. And uh, one thing that I don't think is too big of a spoiler to throw in, but is there is going there are going to actually be zombies in this one as well, which mm-hmm. I kind of wonder. Like I think that's like a theme throughout a lot of Chris Roberson's work. <laughs> and it was funny I was reading a couple of reviews a while back that were like, "Oh, didn't expect to see zombies in this one," but <laughs> but like it goes with the especially with like the Haitian voodoo and things like yeah. that, you know. And so like he really does play off of like all of the. Like the city is is actually a character too, you know. Like Patrick yeah. and Lizzie, or an Izzy, sorry, are are uh, main characters, but like the city is just as big of a character, I think, as uh, as they are in a mm-hmm. way. So much of it is responsible for uh, the events in the book. Yeah, where it it just this wouldn't take place in another place of this world. Yeah, and uh, Rec- El Recondito is a made up city in California. But it, uh, you know, I guess it plays like just any other coastal city that's, you know, a smaller coastal city, I think, that... Yeah. That, uh, I mean, even, like, Portland could be, you know, like, you know, it's, it's yeah, on the Willamette instead the of a... coast. Yeah. I mean, it's got its river, uh, <laughs> it's you know. But, uh, yeah. But anyways, but, yeah, you understand, like, that, like maybe... I kind of got that kind of a feel. Uh, for yeah. It, you know? it talks about how, uh, you know, kind of a, a melting pot of peoples, yep. uh, which has resulted in, as we mentioned before, lots of food, uh, yeah. a great food town, yeah. um, which Portland certainly is yeah and that's um, so funny because i mean that is like that's patrick's like overriding like passion in life is finding good food yeah and getting like different food trucks or little <laughs> restaurants and things which and so, it, there were times during the book where i was like "Ooh, you know what thai does sound good <laughs> that's what i'm gonna eat <laughs> yeah so it's but um 
Uh, yeah, and like I said, like you get really do get that feel. Like they do have a lot of their personal life involved in it too. Yeah, and uh, you know, I kind of like too, like that you got to feel at first, like maybe there'd be something there, and then I like how then you know then there's a reason why it's not, and then they added on. Like I thought, felt like a lot of the uh, um, secondary characters. Uh, you know, they added a lot of spice to the book. Yeah. Um. The uh, the coroner, she actually uh, was just like Abby from CSI. Yeah, yeah, little little gothy, little goth, yeah, and uh, so she, uh, yeah, I mean, we really are getting like all of those procedurals like in, like that's what really yeah. it did feel like. But you know, I think the thing is, is that those are you know they're entertaining to large audiences, mm-hmm. and you know, I don't know that I would like recommend this book to any of my like hardcore fantasy fans. But I think that like people yeah. like my father-in-law would probably really like this book, and you know, mm-hmm. he likes his crime procedural books and yeah. and things like that, you know. Um, I don't know. Do you have any more like real like big thoughts on the um, the book or anything like details we should talk about with the series or the book before we? Well, uh, one thing that we we hadn't mentioned yet, but you know, the, this can be an important thing to readers is that our main character Izzy is gay. Yep, she is, um, and um, so I know that some people do seek that out. Uh, yeah, you know, particularly a, a gay female protagonist, which yeah, which is great. Yeah, and I forgot to. I actually have that in my my notes. That I forgot to print off today. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, that uh, I that uh, she and it's a it's not the defining feature of her, but it's an important right. and it's an important uh, you know um, thing with with the series. Uh, people are accepting of that, mm-hmm. you know, and, and they know. And so uh, yeah, and it's not like I said, it's important that it's not the defining characteristic of her, but that it's an important characteristic that like helps flesh her out. Yeah. And it's treated in a in a way that's you know completely respectful and things like that. Yeah, definitely. Yep, and uh, I think that's one thing that's funny too, because like at the beginning, I kind of thought like maybe Izzy and Patrick were like gonna be put together because of you know the way of their relationship. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and so then it was kind of nice to see that like that wasn't gonna happen. Right, because I think that could have like clouded things. Like if if because of their stress and those kind of things, if they'd have just had even like a one night stand or something like that, I think it could have added an element that I didn't really want in the book. Yeah. And because uh, this isn't a, like a love story, you know, in any right. way. And so um, one thing that, uh, yeah, just I really felt like, like I said, it's 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 hard to to give too much into details of like getting into like the supernatural and things like that without, right. any, without spoiling things. Yeah, any, any book that's sort of a mystery, it's hard to discuss much of it yeah. without giving things away. So, yeah. So yeah, so I guess we've we've given you the main characters, uh, the city, which, like I said, is described as a I describe as a character as well, and uh, um, like you know, kind of the, like we said that their background, that uh, that that Polynesian shamanism and the the voodoo uh, um, stuff as well is gonna is gonna play a role in like the way the the story unfolds. Um, it adds that supernatural element. Like I said, there's zombies involved as well, mm-hmm. um, and. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of one of those things where the one thing though that I had an issue with now that I had to mention it like it's hard to have too much of an issue with this book like cuz it's not like a the kind of book to me that's, you know, like going to ever be on my list of like my fantasy novels where I yeah. you know really really love it. Mm-hmm. But is that the street drug that that you mentioned in the the uh um yeah, in on the, the book cover in the jacket. Yeah, is that uh like it's basically, I think, like meth. I mean, but it, it's a supernatural version of meth. But it's funny yeah. that like no one knows about it throughout. Like, I, 
Like, how can it be, you know, you'd have thought like that they would have, like the detectives would have been like asking people from other places, like, hey, is this... Is this a problem? Is this in a your problem? City, yeah, and like Izzy had never heard of it at all before she lands in the city, and she's an FBI agent, you know, mm-hmm. and so like that was the, like kind of one thing. It was almost like it was something that that uh, everyone in Recondito knew about, but that uh, like once you got out of where like the supernatural element could take effect, that uh, people just had a blind spot that they just couldn't know about it. You know, doesn't that seem like something yeah. that like the way that the the FBI and all those things work together on like drug task forces. That, right. Kind like, of the, you know, communicating among, yeah, among, among inter- each agencies. other, kind of a, Hey, is this something that you guys are seeing crop up? And yeah. And that and, would kind of alert people to it's specific to here. Yeah. And when you're like, well, how is it only, you know, available here? I mean, and really if word got out, drug users in other towns would yeah. kind of start trying to, Hey, how do we get a hold of this? Yeah. I, I really think that that would be something that, um, I mean, look how fast thing, these like synthetic drugs spread. Like once one gets yeah. you know outlawed, there's enough like people that like want to get a hold of these drugs that I feel like <laughs> it would have been far wider. Like I don't see how it could have ever been just limited to a a city that like seemed like it probably had a couple hundred thousand people. You know? Yeah, it was um, probably in that neighborhood. Yeah, and so that was like the one thing that that when I was reading it, I was like, ah, I don't understand how that's the case. But <laughs> anywho, that's a that's a separate issue. But um. I think uh, the biggest thing for me is that this book is just, uh, it's a little bit limited for what I, you know, for me. Right. And what I would, uh, it's not, like I said, if, if Skyhorse hadn't sent it to me and then you hadn't had your, um, you know, love of uh, the, like, true, true crime, crime and, and stuff. mysteries and yeah, that sort but of I, stuff, yeah. I probably wouldn't have ever, like, given this to Casey or even Barry, probably, you know? Yeah. And so, um, so I think, like, you know, that's going to be something that... Uh, um, but it, it's more of a, this isn't my genre than yeah. any kind of, the writing was good. And yeah, the writing's really smooth. Yep. Uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of the description takes place as dialogue. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of dialogue, but and I mean, that's well not written. a bad thing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I think that, uh, and you know what, I was able to get into that, uh, that whole like, you know, like movie in my mind thing, like, and really imagine those scenes, especially mm-hmm. like you said, that first tower scene where they're yeah. like, I could really like imagine it being like dark, like windswept. Yeah. In the, yeah. Cause with it's storm. stormy and lightning outside and there's crazy stuff on the, like painted yeah. on the windows and, yep, and you can see and like then a speed pentagram. metal yeah. blaring on loudspeakers, which I don't know about you, but in my head was Slayer. <laughs> uh, yeah and mine i don't know it was just like nameless like uh metal music but yeah. like just imagining like you know like a killer's lair type of a like a thing you know mm-hmm. and uh so yeah so it's just so like this book was um you know everything you could really just imagine how it was happening or like you could imagine the scene like how it was shot as they were walking down the street eating yeah. like tacos or street food <laughs> right. while they were discussing the case you know right and so you know, like I said, this it was a really enjoyable read, but it's just for me, it's not something that I'm ever going to be like. Like 10 years from now, I'm not going to be like, oh, God, remember how awesome that book was? Yeah. Like I'm reading Grey Bastards right now. And like I, I finished that last night. Yeah. And I'm at like 80 percent. And I'm just telling you right now that that book, it's going to be I thought that um, the um, Warlock Sunrising, the sequel to Devil's Night Dawning, which was in Spiffbo, mm-hmm. was going to be my book of the year. Yeah. And it's now going to be a category of my favorite <laughs> book. But the absolute book of the year is going to be, I'm, it's going to be hard to unseat, you know, Gray Bastards. Like yeah. 10 years from now, I'm going to be sitting there thinking like, oh man, 
like that was a book and I can't and I'm so you know excited for the next books it's kind of gonna be like Definitely. Mark Lawrence's series you know that I read yeah. some of those years ago now and like I still can remember like you know exactly what happened with with Yorg and yeah and uh, all of the, that stuff you know and so um this is what it is and it's the kind of book that like I said like people like my father-in-law who really love to read right but who like they're like crime procedurals or he's got a guy that he reads on Kindle Unlimited that puts out like four books a year you know and they're not good but like he just gets his <laughs> volume like he gets to read a couple thousand pages of that series yeah and you know so like that's kind of where I put this book mm-hmm yeah, this is probably something that my dad would enjoy too, kind of the the crime procedural, because he reads a lot of like Clive Cussler, Jeffrey Deaver, James Rollins, Matt Riley, kind yeah. of kind of that. Uh, what I think at one point I saw C.T. Phipps called dad fiction, <laughs> yeah. which is a perfect description for it. That is really but, actually, but isn't I it? think that would uh, this would kind of fit in with that because I mean he also enjoys like the NCIS and some yeah. of that stuff, and I think it I think it works really well with that. Yeah. If I saw that this was a pilot, yeah. like made so that you got to have that little bit of supernatural uh, crime th- thriller, yep. I would be watching it for sure. Yeah, and so um, um, I think like you know, um, this isn't necessarily going to be the longest episode ever because it's not like we're we need to get into the, 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 that depth. Yeah, so, a like, lot of detail. Yeah, and... so it's a good time to get into like to rating the book, I guess. Now then, and you know, I'm going to give it that three out of five. Yeah, and uh, and. Sometimes I'll rate a book a three out of five, and that's a low rating, you know, in a fantasy series for me, like a six out of ten, you know. Yeah. But I think that that's a, that's for me that's like this was a good book. It's not my in my wheelhouse. Right. And uh, but it is it was an enjoyable read, and I think that this you know maybe I, I'm rating this one differently than I would a fantasy, and where a three is a better rating than it could have you know than it would be if this was a similar fantasy book. Hmm. I'm kind of right there with you. I, I would say a three out of five. Um, it, yeah, it's enjoyable. It was a quick read. Yep. Uh, I think I read it in a couple of days. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, there were there were chapters that ended, and I was like, you know what? I have to read the next one now. Mm-hmm. So it it did uh, it did kind of pull me along. Uh, but yeah, it also just kind of. I I think it's not really in my wheelhouse. Yep, and that's um, that's just what it is. You yeah, know, really. Yeah. And it, you know, it, it also, as it read kind of like a crime procedural, I started thinking like, okay, well, that person wasn't home for them to go interview. I bet that later on he'll be important. And so, I mean, just because it was so formulaic, uh, Mm -hmm. I think that, um, maybe if I hadn't watched as much TV, (laughs) then maybe I would have been a little bit more, uh, more surprised by things in it, but I mean, it was good, and yeah. you know, I, it's kind of a. Uh, it, it'd be a good like airplane read. Oh yeah, actually, that's a good. You know, and like you said, like I think that uh, you know, like your dad, and my father-in-law, yeah, like they would. They was the kind of book that you would spend a couple days reading and just like you know have a good entertaining time. And it's so funny to me. Like I, I've mentioned this. This is redundant to even say this, but yeah, the entire time I kept thinking like, oh man, look how this was. This scene would set up so great in a series, in a TV show, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, especially like I was like, oh, single camera over them while they're walking down that you know the street <laughs> type of things. Like and so like yeah, scenes would were set up really well for mm-hmm. like specific to to be converted into television. You yeah. Know? And so um, I, I'll honestly say that, uh, you know, I'm probably not going to re- um, read the, the next books in the series just because, but, but it's not because I wouldn't enjoy them. It's just not my, you know, like, yeah. if I didn't have a podcast, I probably would have read Firewalker right after that. And, sure. But, you know, I just didn't have the, um, I probably don't have the time and, uh, 
And we got the usual... Every time I come over Every... here, a naked baby wanders around. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Varan is... Varan got out of the bathtub and is now just standing here, stark naked, <laughs> smiling at Chris. Hi, buddy. At least he's being quiet, I guess. There's that. Yeah. So, anyways. So, Chris, any uh, any last thoughts? Oh. <laughs> now Brandon. I'm getting attacked by a naked toddler. <laughs> any last thoughts? Um, no. Okay. That's, yeah, that's yeah, good. I think I've pretty well got it wrapped up, too. Yeah. Thanks for coming over again, and uh, I'm really excited to get the podcast going back uh, strong again. Me, too. All right. Thank you much. Yeah, thank you. Thank you.